If it's trending, Amber and Tanner are going to trend, 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 trend it out on Froggy 92.9. This is a cute and sweet story. Sonoma County has a brand new giraffe. Safari West, the conservation breeding facility north of Santa Rosa, has announced the birth of Grace, a giraffe. So Grace was 5'9 and 127 pounds when she was born at Safari West on October 30th. Now, typically the birth of a giraffe takes around two hours, but the giraffe's mom gave birth to Grace in just 35 minutes. Uh, We love hearing that. That's very special. Uh, Grace is a reticulated giraffe, a species native to the Horn of Africa. And we just want to say welcome to Sonoma County, Grace. Welcome. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I haven't been to Safari West. Amber, have you? I have not been yet. We got to go. Yeah, we should go. Uh, So our thoughts are going out to Jay Leno right now. Leno suffered severe burns to his face after one of his cars exploded into flames. The incident happened on Sunday at a garage garage in Los Angeles where Jay Leno stores his car collection. The fire reached the left side of Leno's face but did not penetrate his eyes or his ears, thankfully. Jay is currently being treated at the Grossman Burn Center. He did release a statement saying, quote, I got some serious burns from a gasoline fire. I am okay. Just need a week or two to get back on my feet. Glad he's okay. And it sounds like he's going to heal pretty quickly. Yeah. Well, Garth Brooks will be doing a Vegas residency next year. The Garth Brooks Plus One tour will be at the Coliseum at Caesars Palace. And here's why he's calling it Plus One. He said, we're going to try something we've never tried before. The band is coming, but it's a one-man show. They're going to sit in the audience. So anytime you want percussion and background to come up and sing, it's just you. Or let's bring the whole band up and do Friends in Low Places. He said, and I quote, this should be stupid. (laughs) I love it. This should be stupid. So I don't know if he's saying that like, it should be great. Because you know how the kids say, that's stupid. And you don't know whether or not it's a good or a bad thing. I'm not sure what Garth really means by this. But he said Trisha Yearwood's going to sing in the show. Uh, There's going to be other occasional guests. And the run will feature dates in May, June, July, and then in November and December. They're awesome. Amber and Tanner. No one better. Froggy 92.9. With the holiday season here, what weird or funny family tradition did you marry or date into? Uh, So I'm asking this because... Cole said his family might come to California for Christmas. I don't know if they are yet, but he started like rattling off all these like dishes and food that his family makes. And it's fancy stuff. I swear it's like caviar, duck tartar. <laughs> You're and I, kidding. And I make fun of him for this all the time because my family is so simple. We're just like throw some mashed potatoes on the plate. We're getting turkey from Honey Baked Ham. And we're trying to make this holiday as easy as possible. We have fake trees. Cole's family like goes out to the, you know, the Christmas tree lots and cuts down trees. So if I've adopted all of these fancy and crazy traditions. I mean, I think they're crazy yeah. from his family. I'm, I'm already stressed out thinking about it. So even without <laughs> his family coming into town, do you still celebrate those, you know, bougie and fancy traditions? Yeah, I have to. And it's just more of these traditions are popping up because his family's yeah. coming into town? He has to like 
impress his family. That's yeah. important to him. And I'm just like, I don't care what my mom thinks. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just like, it's Nikki. She's are, fine. Are you expected to carry on these traditions like yeah. cooking duck and <laughs> things like that? Or do you think Cole's mom, Lisa, can handle that? Uh, so uh, I, I think that Cole's family just in general can handle all of those things. Not much is actually expected of me, yeah. which is great. It, it, that's that's wonderful. Uh, but Tanner, did you kind of date into any weird or family traditions? Like, does Cammy's family do some traditions this for the holiday a little bit differently than you do? Uh, yeah, every Christmas Eve they do pajamas. Everybody gets a set of pajamas, and they told me on the first Christmas that I spent with them, which was last year, that every single year I'm getting a ridiculous onesie. And last oh, year, I got one with pizza all over it, had the buttons in the back, and I've never worn a onesie before, <laughs> and I didn't know about the buttons, and so they were down the entire night. Oh my gosh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. I get pajamas every single year for my grandma from Christmas. It's nice. I've it's never kinda, had yeah. pajamas before until <laughs> that year. Maybe they'll get you a nice pair of pajama bottoms instead of a onesie this year or something. It's probably going to be a onesie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we've got Thomas from some basketball on the phone. Thomas, where do those weird traditions come from? Did you date or marry into them? I married into it. Okay. My father-in-law, his favorite holiday tradition is eating Limburger cheese. Ugh. It's like... A hot day at a 4-H fair barn in your mouth. Yeah. It, it smells as bad as it tastes. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. <laughs> I said, I, hey, to be part of the family, I had to try it, and I tried it, and that's it. Good Till 10 a.m. weekdays. You guys just lift me every single morning. Froggy 92.9. Hey, like a surgeon. Getting for the very first time. Have you ever had a memorable surgery or even a procedure? Luke Bryan's wife, Caroline, recently underwent hip surgery. She posted pictures and videos from the Bone and Joint Institute of Tennessee and said, quote, well, unexpected hip surgery, but I got the best care and surrounded by the most selfless friends ever. Aww. And That's so sweet. Seems like she's going to be just fine. Yeah. But Amber, do you have you ever had surgery do you have any memorable stories from a surgery or any type of medical procedure maybe it's somebody that you know yeah i've never had surgery before the only surgery i've had is to get my wisdom teeth removed and i've had an endoscopy before um but i i i mean honestly they weren't that memorable I think that when I was getting my wisdom teeth removed i woke up a little bit and i moved my hand Whoa. and the doctor said i was very like you know, expressive with my hands during <laughs> during the surgery. Uh, but that's really all I remember. I, you know, I, I, I wish I had a great story. I don't. Well, it's fortunate for you that you <laughs> haven't had to deal with any surgeries Isn't it yet. Crazy? I'm, re- I'm really lucky. I've had two surgeries in my lifetime. I've had one on my hand because I shattered every bone in my hand. And I had one on my knee because I actually grew a tumor in my kneecap. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. So I have a giant scar on my leg around my knee. And when I had my knee surgery, I was 14 or 15 when I had that one. And I was on quite a bit of medicine. And when they you know, wheeled me out of the hospital, I had crutches and I refused any help on the crutches. I went, nah, I got this. <laughs> you kidding me? And I slipped on the crutches and fell. Oh my gosh, I've been on crutches before. And they're not fun. No. I, I literally hope I never have to be on crutches again. Ashley from Nevada, <laughs> what is your procedure story? 
August 1st, I had two total knee replacements at oh the same gosh. time. I rode a bike a mile at two weeks. Nice. I was out mowing my yard at three. At, at the very first time I got on a bike at physical therapy, they said, oh, you won't be able to put, pedal around it, and I rode a mile. I'm like, this is not, nothing. Here we go. August 1st, it's I- a brand new Sonoma County wakes up with Amber and Tanner. On Froggy 92.9. So this week's actually anti-bullying week. Uh, It always falls on the third week in November. And this week aims to raise awareness of bullying of children and young people, typically in schools, and it could be elsewhere. And it's just to highlight the ways of preventing and responding to bullying. And bullying in children can also lead into adulthood you know children who grow into adults that have been bullied you know they typically have mental health problems or they they earn less money there's all this research behind it and the research also says that 30 percent of children in schools actually get bullied every day yeah i believe it's really unfortunate and especially now um with kids having access to the internet and everything underneath their fingertips not only does bullying happen at school but it also happens at home now and it's really unfortunate cyber yeah cyberbullying is a huge problem uh, but we've come up with a list of ways that you can prevent bullying like stop it at the source and you know help children understand how to be better people. Uh, So Tanner, you want to get us started with some ways they can prevent bullying in the schools? I'd love to. Start with teaching kindness and empathy. It's so huge. So if you're a teacher or a parent, have kids get together and talk about their differences. Allow them to practice conflict resolution, work through their problems, and build their understanding of those around them. Oh, I like that last part. Yeah. Uh, So also, if you're a teacher, you can create opportunities for connection so like foster a sense of sorry you foster a sense of community in your classroom which can lower bullying incidents and facilitate healing for targeted students so teaching students to you know speak up when they witness bullying behavior and you know take a stand against it can actually reduce bullying situations by more than 50% which wow. you know i think we always want to have someone there to stand up for us in certain situations absolutely and this is one i didn't know about until this morning you can identify gateway behaviors so researchers have found that small behaviors can often signal the beginning patterns of bullying and the key behaviors you should look out for are eye rolling prolonged staring back turning laughing cruelly and encouraging others to laugh name calling and ignoring or excluding okay so uh if you notice any of those things you can put these interventions in place that could you know mitigate the likelihood of them growing into what like more problematic behaviors or yeah, something like it, that they could be signs that something's going on and it could be uh the spark for having a conversation about bullying and how you should treat other people yeah i roll my eyes a lot <laughs> you bully <laughs> uh okay also i love this one use arts to create context whether you know you're a parent or teacher this works as well so the arts can be a powerful tool for helping young people see situations from different perspectives so using drama literature visual arts as a vehicle for conversation you know you can help those students understand the negative impact of bullying so i actually uh looked up maybe one piece of literature that can help uh, i know a lot of teachers use this storybook it's called each kindness uh and it's by jacqueline woodson that's awesome and for more information about anti-bullying you can head to anti-bullyingalliance.org amber and tanner in the morning it's wine o'clock somewhere so pour yourself a glass it's time to whine about it with amber on froggy 92.9
Authorities in Williamson Township, Michigan, recently told a resident, her name is Cheryl Underwood, uh, that she needed to dim the lights on her Christmas display because of her neighbor complaints. Now, Cheryl says her neighbors think her display is too bright. And whether or not they think it's too bright because they can't sleep or maybe it's become a traffic problem because people are stopping to look at the lights. I don't know. But she says that um, she ended up having to take down the display. Uh, she actually got a cease and desist letter from the town's supervisor. Uh, now Cheryl said that, you know, she started doing this and started doing these extravagant Christmas decorations during the lockdowns during the pandemic so people would have something to do and she invited her neighbors she invited people from all over William Township uh, to drive by to walk by to look at the decoration she said from dawn until dusk you know people were invited to come by and look at these Christmas decorations and to me that just sounds like a great thing for the community you know she brought people together over the past couple of years, people have looked forward to Cheryl's Christmas decorations, and it's just become like a special part of Christmas in that community. Uh, so, you know, she's got these neighbors who miss the decorations, who want the decorations, look forward to them, and she's got these neighbors who absolutely hate them. So how can she accommodate everyone and make everybody happy, you know? Um, but it looks like Cheryl has decided that she's going to put her decorations back up because she's gotten a lot of support uh, from her neighbors and people that are her supporters. Uh, they've told her not to listen to the Grinches in her neighborhood. So what do you think about this? Should Cheryl have been forced to take down those Christmas decorations? Was a cease and desist letter a little too much? Were people right to complain in the neighborhood? Or do you think some of the neighbors were just a bunch of Grinches? Got something to say? Call me up. You can get on the radio. Call Froggy 92.9 and tell Amber and Tanner in the morning right now. 636-1-HOP. 636-1467. This is Froggy 92.9. We are family. I got all my sisters with me. So does your family have its own dialect? It's actually a new term. It's called familect. 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 Yeah. I like that. Um, It's a mashup of family and dialect. And it means, you know, there's these made up word or phrases that only you and your family use. And, and, you know, it also includes things like inside jokes, shared references. And, of course, my my family does. I've told you about this, Tanner. Mm Uh, you've picked up some things for me and I'm like, don't say that in public. It's just something my family says. (laughs) But I definitely know that you and more specifically your mom, you guys have a certain family. So can you give us some examples of things that are in your family's dialect? In my family, we like to speak in (laughs) pattyisms. It's the chamber's language. And a couple of, you know, the, the greatest hits are instead of saying, you know, your neck of the woods. We we say, oh, like a deck in the woods. <laughs> no. Uh, in a big one. Like a card deck sitting in the middle of a forest. Right. We've tried to break down what this means before, and we just can't figure it out. I'm convinced that it's a random house in the woods with a deck. <laughs> <laughs> like that, that oh, nobody okay, has okay. access to. I get it. It's just a random deck in the woods. And I know one of your favorites is, instead of, you know, throw me for a loop. Or is throw me for a pickle. Yeah, that one's great. It threw me for a pickle. Uh, the first time you said that, I was like, what? What? <laughs> You're like, what language are you uh, speaking? Finally, one day I was like, you know it's throw me for a loop, right? You're like, huh. 
okay. Yeah, but I, I'm I still. I thought it was pickle. Until the day I die, I'm still gonna say it threw me for a pickle. Uh, I my, my family says things. You know, and I think a lot of these are based off of like Southern aphorisms and euphemisms and things like that. Like, uh, my cousins used to tickle me and say, "I'm gonna get your gizzard." <laughs> And sometimes I'll say it and people are like, what are you talking about? <laughs> or you remember when we were at St. Jude and I was like, my dogs are barking for sure. And everyone was like, what are you saying? And I was like, it means your feet hurt. And these people are from Memphis. They were like, I've never heard that before in my life. I was looking like, around and I was like, did you bring Remy to Memphis? <laughs> uh, I don't hear any barking happening around me. Uh, you were like, it must be a Hendersonism. And I was like, I don't know, I guess. But, you know. Also, uh, <laughs> shopping carts, you call them buggies. That's a southern thing. That is not a me. I did not like a horse and buggy. It sounds like an Australian term. <laughs> oh, I went down to the buggy. The buggy. <laughs> I don't have a good Australian accent. <laughs> okay, so we did take a poll on our Instagram. Uh, maybe Tanner and I aren't alone on this at Froggy929 asking, does your family have its own dialect? And 41% of Sonoma County said they don't have a family. Huh. Wake up in the morning for the rooster to crow. Amber and Tanner on Froggy 92.9, Sonoma County's number one for today's country. Amber and Tanner in the morning present The Neighbor Dispute with Barry Martindale on Froggy 92.9. Today on The Neighbor Dispute, we're going to call Hannah. So I'm calling from Hannah's HR department at work and saying that she's being selfish about something. Hello. Hi, is this Hannah? Yes, speaking. Barry Martindale of Martindale and Johnson Attorney Services. I'm calling on behalf of your HR department from your work. Yes, hi. How are you? I understand your workplace has donut Fridays. Donut Fridays, yeah. I have uh-huh. video surveillance of you. Uh, you ate two donuts last Friday. Is that, is, yeah. Um, I, I see on the surveillance an original glazed and a jelly filled. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm really sorry, like, and I was just really hungry and, Am I in trouble? You are in trouble. So we're going to have to ask you to have a formal apology to your workplace. You can send an email by 12 o'clock today. Um, also, we're going to deduct $120 from your paycheck. Wait, what? Uh, $120? It counts as you a fine and a replacement for the it. donuts. I don't mind writing the letter, but I, I, why would you take money from my paycheck? I'm, I'm, it was an accident. I'm, I'm sorry. You get paid but- this Friday, correct? No, next Friday. Okay, well, anyways, $120 will be gone from that paycheck. So, you know, just budget a little bit better, okay? Wait, sir, sir. Can I, I want to, can, can I have my supervisor call you? Because th- this doesn't even make sense. Uh, what did you say your name was? You've been Martindale. My name is actually Tanner from Amber and Tanner in the morning. You're on Froggy Night 2.9's Neighbor Dispute. Oh, my God. Making me laugh. Listen to Amber and Tanner in the morning every weekday at 7:55 for the neighbor dispute with Barry Martindale on Froggy 92.9. Wake me up before you go, go, go leave me hanging on like a yo-yo. What funny things have you used to wake up a sound sleeper? So my girlfriend is an incredibly deep sleeper. You try to wake her up, just want to say good luck. 
Yeah, me too. I, I feel her there. Yeah. I am very aware of how hard it is to wake up, and Cammie and I have that in common. I wish I could sleep a little bit deeper, but I just, unfortunately, I can't. And so Cammie has been asking me to wake her up before I go to work. And so I've been trying and trying, and she always goes back to sleep immediately. And no matter how hard I try, she doesn't wake up. And so yesterday, last night, she said, do anything to wake me up. I don't care if it's obnoxious. I don't care. Whatever you have to do to wake me up, please wake me up. I said, you sure about that? She said, I'm absolutely positive. I said, be careful what you wish for. So this is what she woke up to this morning. So in some point in that little piece of audio, she goes, what? <laughs> so I She did her. not want to be woken up. So that was, I didn't like boost the audio or anything. That was our Google Home on full blast. As high as it could possibly go. And I felt like mariachi music would wake her up. In this video, it took her a long time to wake up. She yeah. did not like immediately jump up when the music started playing. She was coming out of a deep dark slumber yeah like she heard like that mariachi music from afar like down a tunnel and she was like walking towards it yeah so it took her a full like minute and a half to get there <laughs> so i actually have an update for you uh, like did it wake her up i made her coffee put it on the nightstand as well uh she just woke up a couple of minutes ago <laughs> she has work in 50 minutes I feel so bad for her. It's hard. It's hard for some people to wake up, Tanner. I mean, Amber, what are some things you do to wake up when you're having a hard time? Uh, I set my alarm way, way early, like an hour before I actually have to get up. And I, I start trying to wake up and you yeah. know, shake off the grogginess. My grandma calls it my bad, her bad feelings. Nanny always says <laughs> she's like, like that. I'm trying to get my bad feelings off before I wake up. Uh, and that's what I have to do. So I just can ground myself and then get out of bed and start doing things. Because she's not a popper upper either. Mm -hmm. So I, that's my biggest suggestion to her is just start getting up earlier and earlier. Well, we want to hear your stories as well. Joanna from Windsor, how did you wake up your child? Okay, so I had a teenager who did not like to get out of bed early or on time. So after multiple attempts, I went outside, I got the garden hose, and I stuck it through his window, and I sprayed him. <laughs> it's gonna be a good day. With Amber and Tanner in the morning. I got some good friends. They only good time when they're awesome. Today's country, Froggy 92.9. Mama, don't get dressed up for nothing. My question today is, how do moms do it? How do they do it? I talked to my cousin Jordan yesterday, and we were kind of comparing our days and our weekends, and I was, you know, complaining about how, oh, I had to do all the responsibilities today. I cooked, I cleaned, I took care of the dog. It was tough. I'm so tired. And she's like, yeah, I had two babies. They both were sick. They threw up everywhere. I cooked. I did this. And I was like... Uh, uh, we're comparing <laughs> apples and oranges here. It puts things <laughs> in perspective a little <laughs> I bit. I don't know. I don't know how they do it. And I, I started thinking about what if I was a single mom? Yeah. Like, I do have a partner, uh, but, you know, he's he's traveling for work right now, so it is just me. 
And I'm just like, all I'm doing is taking care of myself and a dog. Yeah. So what's the what's the issue here? Why am I complaining? <laughs> yeah, uh, I really respect single moms. I came from a single mom household. And honestly, I wish I could tell you how she did it. How did she do it? I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, it was truly a miracle that she was able to support two boys by herself. Um, and it, I'm so thankful for the experience. I mean, yeah. I'd wake up at, you know, the middle of the night and it would be one o'clock in the morning and she'd have her notepad at the kitchen table doing a budget to figure out how to make it work. And because we didn't have a ton of money either. And she just worked and grinded to make sure that my brother and I were okay. And I talked about it to her now. And she just says, I had to do whatever it takes. I picked up second jobs, cleaning houses. I I just had to do it. Yeah, that's that's incredible. I think about it every single day. I'm like, how am I going to manage my time? I I don't I think I have time for a kid right now. Yeah. I I don't know how people do it. You know, it's it's such an important part of people's lives to have children and to be a parent. And I just want to say kudos to all the mamas out there. I I really, truly don't know how you do it and how you get it all done. Uh, But we've got Madison from Santa Rosa on the phone. Madison, you want to share your hardest mom moment what was your hardest mom moment? Tell us about that. I was in labor with my youngest one from Friday, a week before Christmas, okay? Whoa. So okay. the weekend before Christmas, I'm in labor for three days straight. Then it stops. And then five days, then the next weekend, I'm in labor again, another three days before I had her. She's in labor for six days? Wow. I don't. I can't do it. <laughs> you guys aren't making this decision easy for me. Amber and Tanner on Froggy 92.9, the show that's much like a morning show, roughly speaking. So what is something you didn't realize was going to consume so much of your dang time as an adult? So I didn't realize how much time I would spend on the phone. So my bills have been double charging again. This happens to me like at least three times a year. So I had to deal with that for two hours yesterday. And... Not only are you talking to people that don't want to talk to you and aren't necessarily helpful, but you hear that dang elevator music while you're on hold for the majority of the time. Yeah, it's so annoying. And I would just say, you know, I was so excited about being an adult when I was a kid. But it's not all it's cracked up to be. No, not I at wanted all. to. Yeah, I was. I was like, I can't wait till I'm an adult and I can do what I want, and I can do what I want. Like if I want to go get frozen yogurt at like 2 p.m. Like, in the middle of the day, I can go do that. And when you're a kid, that's, like, the ideal situation. Right. You're like, what? I can go to the gas station and get a Dr. Pepper when I want because I am able to drive? Oh, that's the most tanner thing you've ever said. (laughs) That's saying something, too. That's the most tanner thing you have ever said. (laughs) But, Amber, what's something you didn't realize was going to consume so much of your time as an adult, maybe when you were younger? I know this is probably a very popular concern and comment, but laundry? Mm. Like, why am I constantly doing laundry? All the time. I'm not, I swear to you, I'm not wearing this many clothes. What? What? Where is it coming from? It just like reproduces in my laundry <laughs> basket, like from the like bowels of the earth. Isn't it interesting when you, you just do laundry and you look in your hamper a couple days later and you're like, how did this happen? I literally just did this. I, I washed this shirt. Am I wearing three outfits a day? What it is feels happening like here? It. <laughs> Getting some great responses on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash froggy929. What is something you didn't realize was going to consume so much of your time as an adult? Laura from Motor Park says school. I've been getting my bachelor's and master's degree since 2017. 
I'm 54. I dropped out of high school for a reason. Well, congratulations yeah. on getting the, all those degrees. That's amazing. Uh, Crystal from Santa Rosa agrees with you, Amber. Crystal said laundry, washing, sorting, folding, putting it all away only to get all dirty and do it again. This is why my fiance leaves his laundry in the dryer for days on end. <laughs> uh, yeah. Then I have to fold it. Casey from Windsor says, kids sports. It's unrealistic. Kids don't have time for anything else unless their friend plays the same sport. Practices and games all the time. Uh, Casey says, it keeps them out of trouble, but it takes away from family time and so much more. Catching them. Catching them. With these guys. You just make my morning. You guys are my morning pickup. Amber and Tanner, every morning. Today's country, Froggy 92.9.